So, there's a global pandemic, and now we're all forced into isolation. Will my family survive? Which pet do I eat first? Will I ever see the outside again? If these are questions you haven't considered yet, you will soon. And I will be here to guide you on your journey and your descent into chaos. Thank you for staring at goats. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, staring at the goats. It's me, Stephen, him, Jacob, and him, Lando. Lando's the only one with actual goats to stare at. But hey, should you find yourself with a great desire to stare at goats of your very own, twitch.tv slash Harry underscore Truman is the place to be. Is that it, Lando? Is that correct? That is it. Temporarily, I'm probably going to create a little account for them at some point. But for now, they're just under my little personal account. But yeah, Can you call it we have Lando's goat, we have goat cameras. Lando's McGoats. That doesn't have a good ring, but I'm open to ideas. <laughs> this is this is going to be a new thing going forward. I really like having the cameras out there and just being able to look at the goats and know where they're at and what's going on at night and stuff. So I figure why not share that with the world? Get some more cameras up, get the little goat playground <laughs> under surveillance and broadcast to the world. Well, with everybody in the chat room, I think I think we can use Showbot to try and name your goat stream. I've already submitted the suggestion, Lando's McGoat. So if it gets all the votes, that's where it's at. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, the goat, goat, goat face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, if you're new to the show, everybody, this is the show where we sit around and we talk about COVID-19. Yes, that wonderful disease that is sweeping the globe, sweeping the nation, and keeping the news cycle completely occupied uh, by completely 100% occupied, but the news is clever, ladies and gentlemen, because just this week I've seen more news about things that our president has done than I've seen in a while, uh, because they're going to keep on taking that and just framing it in a different narrative, depending on what you watch. Uh, But it's a fascinating thing, uh, this COVID-19 bug. A lot has happened. We have some news we're going to report to you as part of our isolation report. We've got some roundtable discussion. We've got some weird science. We've got some Renaissance DIY tips to bring you to your own knowledge to help you become a survivor in the wasteland that we're now in. Uh, but man, we have it has everything you need going forward in this new world of isolation and plague and whatever it is that we live in now. Oh yeah, you got it. But Lando, what have you been up to? Tell us, tell us your story for this last week because you've been busy. I have done a lot. Yeah, we've got a lot done. So we got our fencing put up and finished. We got cameras, obviously, put up all over the barn. We got the barn cleaned out, mucked out. Uh, God, just general uh, mowed the lawn. A lot of lawn, by the way. And just, just in general, cleaning things up and getting a lot of things accomplished. I will say the downtime has been kind of nice. It's great to have a little bit of time here and there to just work on things, get things done. But especially lately, yeah, name of the game has been just cleaning thing up and making sure that everything on our property is ready for the baby goats, basically. But it's been good. Honestly, uh, apart from uh, the whole plague madness, we've gotten a lot accomplished, and I hope to continue that trend. That's that's about all we can do at this point, though. It's more or less that's helping keep us sane, too. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's all about keeping yourself busy. Uh, these days, it seems like Home Depot and Lowe's are, are two companies we should have bought stock in before yes. this all went down because they are they are busy. Yeah. I, I mean, it's been it's Home been Depot, nuts. Costco, Amazon, they're Walmart. They're all making a lot of money. 
Yeah. And just grocery stores. I mean, look at the grocery store yep. chain, Kroger, et cetera. I mean, whatever, wherever you're at, Publix, et cetera. I, I don't know all the local grocery stores that you guys have, Wegmans or whatever. But they're making yeah. a killing. I mean, absolute killing. Publix, Fred Fred Meyer, uh, yeah. Super, Super Cart, Golden Eagle. What's that place called? Giant Eagle. Safeway. Safeway. UFC. That's the yeah. one. We know all the neighborhood groceries. Jim's Grocer <laughs> down on Route I mean, 55. Honestly, we basically have a spread of knowledge of all the grocery stores <laughs> around the country. So, Yeah, I mean, imagine. But I sure would love some talk takeout from Taco John's. Am I right, Idaho? Yeah. Dude, well, Taco John's is great. Or if you're in Washington, freaking... there's Taco Time, which I think is also pretty <laughs> damn good. Speaking of pretty damn good... Five guys should be making a killing because that burger is fantastic. Steven brought me one last night, and oh my goodness, was it delicious. Wait, now that's you've a- only, you're just now having one? You, you just now had one? <laughs> yeah, that- I've, I've had one in the past, but maybe it was just, you know, I don't know, the fact that I felt like I couldn't get one because, uh, I don't know, I feel like uh, all restaurants are shut down, so whenever I actually bit into a Five Guys burger, I'm like, oh, sweet Jesus. Never thought you would see this again. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and understandable so that's an little excellent things. that's an excellent segue into jacob why on earth would i pick up and bring you a burger to wherever you were yeah why would so, you break isolation why would i, I know why would i break isolation i i don't know so <laughs> if if anybody doesn't know ashley and steven did a tv travis's podcast on sunday night and they talked about dogma and throughout this show Ashley just looked a little bit in pain and you could tell through the show that she just wasn't quite feeling herself. And every once in a while she would stop and just be in this immense pain. And uh, everybody um, was kind of like, Oh man, I hope she's feeling better. And you know, I went, I went in and I checked on Ashley and I said, are you, are you doing okay? And she was like, yeah, yeah, this, you know, just the pregnancy hurts a little bit and it's no big deal. And I'm like, are are you sure? Yeah, it's no big deal. Four in the morning, her water breaks, and she's in labor. And I'm like, are you kidding <laughs> me? You did a podcast in labor? Are you serious? <laughs> she was in early phases of labor doing a podcast, even though we she told her, like, you can take take the night off. Don't worry. I'll talk about it with Travis. She's like, no, I need to do the show, and on video, no less. On video. <laughs> on video. So, yeah, on Sunday. You know, uh, the nice thing is your your baby one day will be able to see and <laughs> watch that experience. <laughs> like, this is the new true. world we live in. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> that is very true. So, yes, uh, Monday morning we went in about 4 or 5 in the morning um, and uh, went into the hospital. And so we, uh, we ended up having a little tater tot on late Monday night. And um, you're going to get to meet him live on H&H tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. So if you have nothing to do tomorrow night, tune in and watch Ashley and Steven uh, gush about tater tot. Uh, tonight, I'll gush a little bit. Ashley did fantastic, by the way, guys, uh, for, for anybody that, uh, that knows Ashley. I think some people were worried a little bit. But no, she absolutely killed it. She was awesome. Um, the last three days have been just absolute pure joy. I disengaged from this COVID-19 madness. So I was fully engaged because of must have been nice. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, for three days, it's, it's just been, I mean, I've been talking to the folks at the hospital and all the nurses and, and techs and doctors and, and midwives and whatnot, and they all have their perspective. Um, so I got a much, much different perspective on 
than I was, I guess, reading or hearing about. So that was kind of nice. But overall, I was able to just completely disengage. I wasn't able to listen to the news, which I kind of like. Um, so getting back into this right now, um, I'm kind of looking at things going, huh, that happened. All right. Oh, wow. That happened too. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> now you're playing catch up. Yeah, the I know, fog is, is your RSS readers like, blah, it's like 3,000 unread news stories. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's congratulations. There's a lot there, is, too. Uh, congratulations yeah, is in order for important. you. Yeah. Everybody, everybody was rooting for you. I was not telling the Discord everything because I, I just wanted to <laughs> not tell all your business to everybody in our channel at yeah. net slash Discord. But at the same time, I felt like they, they needed to know. And you popped in to tell them, which cleared the way for me to kind of keep them somewhat abreast of what yeah. was going on. So it was like, yeah, they're still at the hospital. Things are going, you know, moving along. Yeah, but we yeah. just left the hospital late this afternoon, so or uh, I guess mid afternoon. So we got home at around oh, four hey, or five. Look at that. Welcome and, home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then this guy is on this here doing this staring at goats with us like a crazy person. So I don't know what's I mean, their kid's good. Yeah, Ashley sets the standard. You gotta you gotta <laughs> step it up now. That's why. I mean, yeah, this is nothing compared to what happened on, she was, on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, she was in labor doing a podcast. <laughs> the least you can do is come home from the hospital. Do one. And on top of that, I, I asked Ashley, I said, look, if you don't want me to do this, don't worry about it. I won't do it. Let's just sit here and, and get everything squared away here. And she was like, no, are you out of your mind? Go do it. Go have some fun. Enjoy uh, enjoy your evening. But having said that, I will tell you I'm tired. So yeah, I do I need got to make it a little bit early tonight. You hit the jackpot because that's Understand. that's not something you normally hear from a spouse who's just pushed a baby out. It's like, oh, baby, oh, you yeah. go drink a beer and chat with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Nonsense. Uh, right, so Steve, on, what you been up to, man? Yeah, so on, on, on this front, we've been doing pretty good too, man. Uh, I've seen a lot of positive news coming out related to, to the curve uh, that we're trying to flatten. Some good news there. Hopefully so. Yeah. Uh, I've, I read some fascinating stories, but main thing that happened to me was we're completing some home projects, baby. Like, this is... This is prime yeah. time. Get the junk done that's on the honeydew list. And Stephanie's just been amazing. Uh, on a personal note, if I don't have things to do on the weekend, I get the ho-hums. You know, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't have a work today. And I, what, are we just going to play? I don't know what that means. And when when do we do this or that? It breaks your a, routine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need yeah. a plan. So she's recognized that I get the ho-hums. And I'm, I'm at home all the time anyway now. So it's harder uh, so she was like, we're going to do some stuff. So Saturday, we're going to wainscot the dining room. We're going to put those, you know, the, the wooden molding, like the squares around the lower part under the chair rail. Uh, and oh my goodness, we're so proud of it. I don't do anything well when it comes to working with my, everything I make is a disaster in some way or another. And these square wainscoting molding deals could not be more perfect and spaced exactly like they should be spaced. And I was so glad I had so much of the material I needed. I had one of those uh, four, those framing clamps that you can clamp around all the edges so you can hold a frame together. Uh, and I had that with me, so that, was, that made it really easy. I measured. I used a, a paint can as a stop block for my chop saw. So, like, I could just push every one of them was the same uh, same length because I just pushed till it stopped and then I'd cut it and then I'd get the next one and push it till it stopped and then cut it. Stop blocks. I learned that on YouTube and I didn't have a proper workbench, but a paint can did the job of making sure I didn't push past the uh, the length that I needed. 
It looks fantastic. I mean, that improvisation is all about what we're needing to be learning and doing in this new world. So, hey, that's great. Exactly. Two birds at one soon. Exactly. Build something, learn something new. Yeah, and uh, Stephanie painted it, and uh, so we've in the two weekends we've been on quarantine, like that we figured out we were going to be here, we needed to do something with ourselves. We've redone the laundry room and scraped the popcorn on the ceiling in there, uh, painted the whole thing, hung up signs, and then uh, this past weekend we did the wainscoting in the dining room, and it makes that dining room like like a million bucks. Like it looks really nice, and I'm super proud of it, and no one can see it except for pictures because no one can come over and hang out with me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But That's I also got to see I got to see Jacob's kid uh before anybody else did in real life and that makes me really happy because I took That him is groceries. true. You were the first. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't touch him, but I got to look at him. But you saw great. you saw him before Jacob? Yeah, I was there. I caught him when he came out. <laughs> Jacob had gone to take a pee and I was like, "Don't worry, dude. I got this." Uh, no, that's not what happened. I, Jacob saw him. So you I the didn't first. see until today. <laughs> I wasn't the first. I was like the 18th because the nurses. No, what really happened was Steven came in with his hockey mask and just checked the <laughs> midwife right out of the way. It's like, I got this. Look out. Yeah, don't need you anymore. Yeah. H&H style. You're done. He's coming out with a microphone in hand. We're going to indoctrinate right. this child. <laughs> uh no but every everything has been good uh we're doing we're doing well around here but i think that leads us to a great time to find out what's been happening in the rest of the world <laughs> with the isolation report lando tell us some good news so at least out here there may be some light at the end of the tunnel sooner rather than later uh as of a few days ago it looks like our lockdown here may be lifted on may 4th which just so happens to coincide with a great holiday star wars day may the 4th be with you so kind of another two for there you know we get a obviously important national holiday and we (laughs) possibly get some return to normalcy so that's very exciting and i will say out here over the past week or so as some of the new data has come out it does seem hopeful that Washington State has peaked or, or is very soon, and we will not have some of the major problems like places like New York and uh, other countries are having. So that that's also hopeful. I, I hope that we can just kind of start living life again. Although I will say I don't expect anything to actually return to normal you know, anytime soon. It's going, it'll be a very slow rollout. And uh, unfortunately, with the rest of the country, in the case that it is, it's going to be just even more prolonged, I think. You know, locally, I think things are going to open up pretty quickly. But unless there's some sort of way to make sure that the places that aren't, you know, just barely locked down, that we're not getting travelers from those areas, that's really the only thing that matters at this point. Honestly, I think the West Coast is going to spare, get spared most of the, the major problems. So, Landon, talk to us a little bit about what you anticipate the lockdown to look like in Washington state, because everybody else is going to be on lockdown. The coronavirus is not going anywhere. So you guys are just going to be able to go out and before, you know, obviously any kind of of vaccine or anything is is available. So you guys are just going to go out and, you know, I guess what what does that look like to to somebody on the outside? I have heard. Heard a lot of what's being discussed here and being considered in places like Seattle, Oregon, you know, San Francisco, blah, 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 everything on the West Coast. They, for the most part, are trying to adopt kind of the model that Europe has moved to in the sense that they still, a lot of countries in Europe still have a lot of places open, 
but they only have, say, every other table available. They only allow certain numbers of people into certain stores at certain times of the day, you know, things like that. So basically limited access for some amount of time. That's what That's I see right. happening here. I, unless something weird changes, for the most part, the West Coast does its own thing and we kind of self-sustain ourselves. So I have a feeling that we're going to be doing some sort of heavy uh, air travel checking. You know, anybody coming in on an airplane, just they're going to get some sort of quick scan to make sure they're not sick. And then for the most part, society is going to operate kind of at half capacity to some extent. You know, whether that's a month, two months, six months, I don't know there. But from what I've seen and what I've heard of everyone discussing things out here, that seems to be the most logical approach. Fortunately, well, so we're already we're already good. doing a lot of that, though, right? I mean, if you look at like Trader Joe's or Home Depot, they're only letting a certain number of people into the store, and so they have these big, huge lines that are are pre uh, pre formed, um, where you have to stand at different cones at different spaces at different spacing yeah. intervals uh, to just be able to get into the store. And they got a guy out front that's got a clicker, and he's as soon as he sees somebody leave, he lets somebody Subtract in. What, yep. Yeah, and so uh, I, think I mean, a lot of things are doing that, right? Like that. Okay. I don't know about the rest of the country, but out here, yes, we've been doing that for about a month now, and some places a little even longer, uh, closer to five weeks. But yeah, I think that's going to be what we start seeing being the new normal, or yeah. kind of like an online reservation thing where you submit your name and whatever. You know, basically, you, you get a, a ticket or something that tells you, "Hey, come back at." 5 yeah. p.m. for your shopping, you know, something like that. It's your Disney that, Fast Pass for the real Reserva- world. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> honestly, so that's going to be the yeah the, the real dis what do you call it dystopian? Yeah, there yeah. we go. I've checked in. I need a time to check into Home Depot between 3:30 and 4. Uh, we do have a, a question from the chat, you guys. Uh, do you all expect rapid testing or testing for antibodies before going back to work full scale? That's a good question. Washington is absolutely going to be enforcing that. They've already started to discuss rolling that out and making those tests mandatory. What is our state on that, Jacob? The rest of the country, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I can go ahead and give you guys quite a bit of an update here. So the company I work for actually released one of the tests, the 15-minute tests, um, that uh, is a higher throughput test than the one at a time that Abbott released uh, two weeks ago on Monday. Um, so the testing on the testing front, we're really starting to, to, to hum along now. And I would say by the end of in the next few weeks, we're going to be testing quite a bit. Um, now, the question is, does it matter that if you do or if you don't have it or if you have antibodies or if you don't have antibodies? If I mean, the question really is, if you have antibodies, are still does, up in the air. does that mean you can't go out? Does that mean that, you know, I mean, so I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be yep. a, a little more difficult. But at the same time, as far as testing is concerned, I think we're taking that next step. Vaccine, again, we're still months away. Um, we, we are actually, from what I understand, especially in the last week, uh, there has been quite a few um, bits of, of uh, uh, and pieces of different progress made toward not only vaccine, but also treatment. Um, and it's more of a one-off treatment type of thing. I don't want to get into the, too much of the details because I haven't had a chance to really dive into it over the last couple of days, but I've seen quite a bit of progress on it. So who knows? Maybe it might be sooner rather than later. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, to give you some numbers on Washington, Lando, y'all's early lockdown was pretty freaking great because I'm looking at the the chart. I don't know if everybody's checked out health data, covid19.healthdata.org. Um, or whether, you know, I, I, I think this has been passed around all over the place. Apparently it's from the university of Washington, 
uh, compiling a bunch of data and trying to make it simple and, and, and some that we can all uh, digest. But you're six days since your peak resource usage in Washington. You got zero bed I, shortages, zero ICU bed shortages. Yeah, your and peak. I can confirm that for the most part, that's pretty accurate. All the hospitals around here didn't get majorly overburdened. They yeah. still hit pretty close to home with a lot of people, but it didn't, you know, cause any major issues. Yeah, you're that looking... said, a lot of hospitals around here are having to cancel all their elective things and losing money, having to lay off people. Ugh. It's basically virus only to some extent right now, and that really sucks. Yeah. Um, so just to compare it between New York, like you guys were like the epicenter of the thing there for a hot minute, uh, but you reacted really well. Uh, and I think you probably got less population density than New York City by a, we a do. large we margin. Do. But you had 700. Compared to New York, especially. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But you're projected 700 deaths while New York is projected 13,300 deaths. Yeah. Which is. It's going to be night and day different. Wild. Uh, so that was kind of insane. Uh, speaking about uh, health companies and, and their issues with staffing and stuff, my mom works for a billing agency uh, that does medical billing. And um, she was telling me that on a normal day, she'd run herself would run 40,000 bills through the system. Uh, and lately they've been running 16,000, 20,000. Like it's almost cut uh, yeah. the billing in half because people aren't doing like Jacob had mentioned uh, to me earlier today, elective surgeries, um, different normal stuff you'd go in for. Like I need my ex my rotator cuff x-rayed. No, nothing. Yep, uh, not so, right now. So they're actually cutting back those people's hours. My mom's like, I've been cut back to 32 hours. She's like, I'm kind of happy about it. <laughs> She's like, I'll have to go into town more often. But, you know, there are people that work there that that's, that's a bad thing for them because they actually rely heavily on that check. Yeah. My, my mom, you know, they, they rely on it, but not nearly to that extent. Um, mm -hmm. So it's pretty fascinating. But, Jacob, it's I think um, – bad. Og yeah, had Og had question. a question. And, yeah. and so, Og, that's a great question, and the answer is maybe. What uh, was the question? Could you repeat it, the, please? The question is, uh, will this come back year after year like the flu? And it could end up something like SARS or MERS, where it's just a one-time bolus thing. It's still out there, but we've got a good control on it. It doesn't come back year to year because it doesn't have those same mutations every year like the flu does. It could be something like the influenza virus where it hits every single year, depending on what strain comes out and whether there are any mutations to that strain and whether or not people are, are uh, able to, uh, to actually handle that kind of mutation within that strain. So great question. Stay tuned. I don't think anybody knows. And if anybody gives you a definitive answer, they're wrong because <laughs> I don't think anybody knows yet um, because there are evidence like, like SARS uh, or like SARS and MERS that, they don't necessarily come back year after year. It's still out there, but it's not just a repetitive thing. Or it could be like the influenza virus where it does come back and mutate every year. And, yeah, and we don't know yet. We've only known about just it for five don't know months. Yet. Um, then there hasn't been enough research to actually definitively answer that. Uh, and we'll see. I mean, anybody who tells you definitively, um, I wouldn't trust what they have to say. Yeah. Follow up to that, Jacob. Uh, Ace Cougars just asked, aren't, aren't things like COVID-19 the stuff that causes colds and flu? Um, yes. Yeah, so it is caused by the coronavirus and, and the coronaviruses. There's there are many coronaviruses, by the way. Um, and I don't want to get too deep into yeah. it, but I will tell you that um, it, it definitely can cause things like colds and flus. And and uh, it just influenza is definitely one strain 
of a virus that that does mutate every year and you do get different strains that come out every single year mm -hmm. um so yeah uh, sure um but at the same time we'll see what happens with it i'm, I'm not sure exactly what yes, uh, it's what too early to tell happen. for now unfortunately yeah, yeah for mm -hmm. sure well, I got some some interesting news, guys. Louis, hold on. This is the see. So the whole point of this podcast is for stories, honestly, just like this. They keep okay. And so as there we will be no shortage of them, I'm sure. No, as we find our legs, this is the this is the direction we've decided to go in after last week's show. Louisiana police apologize for using the purge siren to signal coronavirus <laughs> curfew. Yes, police, this was a bad move. Uh, police in Crowley, <laughs> Louisiana, have issued an apology for using the siren heard in The Purge to signal the 9 p.m. local time curfew that has been put into an effect in the city because of the outbreak. Curfew prohibits citizens from leaving their homes between local hours of 9 p.m. and 6 a.m. The police department said the curfew went into place because the city is located in the state's Acadia Parish, which has received the worst rating for the rapid spread of the virus. It has been put into place in order to try and slow the spread. Uh, so they're getting citations, and uh, they need to have do you need to have documentation if you're out and about in between those times. Uh, so an alarm used by the police at the beginning of the month was the same alarm heard in The Purge, the 2013 horror thriller about a fictional America where for one night it becomes legal to commit any crimes, including murder. Uh, you can't beat it. For a 12-hour period. This is the kind of story you'd be like, this is the, the like, when you moved to Durham, uh, Lando, Jacob was telling you that the gates close at 9, so make sure you have your survival <laughs> kit. Uh, this is like that this, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what you would expect. I, you know what? I give the police credit. They're trying to be creative. I'm sure someone there was like, "This will be fun." Everyone seen the purge, right? It'll like, be yeah, funny. It'll, yeah, this will be great. <laughs> and then people were like, "No, now I'm freaking horrified because anyone else who's not we're stable, we're all going to die." Well, yeah, because you got somebody who's seen that movie and they're not stable. They go, "Oh, oh, are we? We're all allowed to Where's shoot? Oh, we're all purging. Okay, I'm ready. Where's to my shotgun? Uh, yeah. Let's do this thing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that's a that's a wild story, and I I want to. It's it's a hindsight twenty twenty issue. Like I don't think anybody maliciously did this for any reason that that would hurt people. But you know, when you look back, it's like okay, maybe that was poor taste. <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe we should have thought now better. Now that's of that. the new reality we should all be afraid of. The virus. People <laughs> think the virus. No, 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 no. The virus isn't what to worry about. Isn't that what The Walking Dead was about? Like, never mind the zombies; it's the people that are scary. Like that was, yeah. that was the whole exactly plot the whole of idea. that that book. Yeah, that well could done. be the new world. Their new normal. <laughs> but Jacob's gonna Let's tell us. Not. Jacob's gonna tell us what's happening in larger cities. Some better news. Yeah, better news. So we've got some good news coming out of Los Angeles. Right now, Los Angeles has the lowest pollution in the world of any of the major cities. Um, so Los Angeles, had, Los Angeles had the cleanest air of any major city in the world on Monday, according to IQ Air's live air quality city rankings. It is followed closely by San Francisco, Portland, Oregon, um, Sydney in Australia, and then uh, in Moscow, Russia. Um, this is odd what's going on. The most likely explanation is that so many people are sheltering in place, fewer cars are on the road, creating less pollution. Human activity is also slowing down all around, so fewer airplanes are in the sky and less commercial activity is happening across the board. Experts think this bliss blip will reverse itself as soon as normal activities resume. The dirtiest air right now belongs to those uh, 
uh, can be found in Taiwan, China, and India. So they're still uh, running rampant over there in Taiwan, China, and India. Well, I mean, they're kind of the Although, dirtiest air anyway, like, yeah, in, right? But great unintended consequences here for Los Angeles. I mean, the city sure. of smog is actually turning into, it sounds like something that's clearing up pretty. pretty All my friends that live there said it's just been absolutely beautiful the past really? month or so. I mean, honestly, and it makes perfect sense. And same thing, Seattle, normally this time of year, spring it will just tend to kind of high pressure, whatever system will just kind of stall and we'll just get air trapped in Seattle and it's just nasty. And we've seen nothing of the sort. It's just been beautiful every day. And, and all over the world, there's reports of whales coming up like into harbors and stuff like that. It's just, I think we're seeing a, the, the world sort of return, the, the, excuse me, nature return to normal. Well, right. yeah, and this Humans was happening a, a month or so ago, I think. I, so this reminded me of Avengers Endgame because at one point Cap walks in and it's like there were whales yeah. in the harbor. And uh, like the city of Venice had dolphins in the canal. Like <laughs> that was because we're not doing things we used to do. So, and, but, but the question yeah. I have is, do we learn anything from the clear air? Do we take away from this? Uh, and understanding that, oh, holy crap, maybe we do have a large effect on the planet in terms of pollution and greenhouse gases and such. Or do we just go, oh, well, that was a nice breather. Let's get back to business as usual. Yeah. So I'll take the, this to start with, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think we will a little bit. I know that companies are doing business differently right now. And a yeah. lot of people that are working are working differently now than they've ever worked before. And I think some companies are seeing some fruits of this transition. They're also seeing some growing pains. But what I'm hoping happens is that there could be this blend of worlds where we actually learn something about how to be more efficient and effective with our time because we could work in these unique or, the, or these actual unique circumstances um, and, and actually get a lot of work done. And so I'm hoping companies will recognize that and be flexible enough to say, yeah, let's continue moving this ball forward in this way because it's proven that it's worked. Yeah, so, that's a good, that's I a hope good so way too. to respond. I yeah, think a lot I mean, of people are thinking about the same thing. Yeah, and if, if that's the case, then you're going to see a lot of traffic going down. You're going to see potentially um, a lot of consumption that could change, et cetera. So I'm, I'm hopeful that we will learn something um, but I hope it's not at the detriment of a whole bunch of people's jobs and a whole bunch of businesses and a whole bunch of uh, local economies. Society. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. But at the same time, it, it, it very well could be. We just don't know. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really hoping that like, I mean, our company's completely remote at this point and, and, but we've been, we've been well-versed in remote for years. You know, we just hire the best minds wherever they are. We make sure they work with us and it's like, okay, you fly in sometimes yeah, and go to the office, but like there are, I hope that this does end up with like, like you were saying, at least more work from home days, people can have assigned to them. So you end up working at the office three days a week instead of five. Cause there, I, I know people, one person this morning was talking about, he's like my work at this point, he's with finance uh, at a company. And he's like, I really need to be in there with a whiteboard with my, my people. He's like, this zoom whiteboard is fine. But I am struggling, <laughs> you know. Like, and and those jobs, like sometimes you just need the whiteboard, even as an engineer. Like sometimes we just need to draw, and drawing on a camera or in software is just not as effective. Um, we're making it work, obviously, but yeah, I, I hope that, like you said, like companies do 
at least it, that'll help with with uh, emissions from cars at the very least. And when you're talking about somewhere like LA, that's that's a lot of cars. I mean, that's honestly, that place I think is known it just depends highways. on the city, the culture, the company, wherever you're at. Like in Seattle, everything shut down on day one, late February, early March. No questions asked. People were just like, "Oh, cool, I don't have to go in the work," and that mm-hmm. was that. We had no real major shift that needed to happen out here. A lot of the West Coast is the same way, but that's not necessarily true with other areas of the country and other companies. Everything out here is is built remotely, yeah. but the rest of the world it will take some time. We'll see. Yeah, it's just it's just good. That I think that we're getting a glimpse of of what a a remote work overall culture could be in different areas and and uh like at uh, who was who was it that just said that og uh in the chat was talking about retail maintenance cleaning restaurants a lot of them can't work from home that's very true um but even if you could reduce people who could work from home to working from home i think you would still cut emissions by a third you know like i mean there's a large amount of people capable of not going into the office oh yeah that's very true. And Ace Krugers makes a great point, too, about Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. When PA had one of their first cases, and Ohio did the exact same thing, when they had one of their first cases. I mean, we talk about Washington because uh, I think Lando lives over there. Uh, but Washington, actually, if you look back on it, they were pretty late to the game. I mean, they shut it down about a month after it arrived. Places like Ohio and Pennsylvania, the minute in West Virginia, the yeah. minute that somebody tested positive, they shut those places down. It was just the sheer fact it happened here first. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But uh, like Pennsylvania is a great point. I mean, they shut those places down. Um, and and yeah, so it, it definitely was a is was an interesting uh, difference in the way. And you've got places across the country that are still open. I mean, yeah, some states haven't been closed down. So No, yeah. no, no. What did the Georgia governor say last week? I oh, stop. Knows. Oh, stop. Oh, no. He was such a Let's disaster. Let's just move on to a more fun story. Let's uh, not I'm just curious. I can't that. remember. Okay, uh, here's... Like... If you missed it, here's what he said. He said that it wasn't until the last 24 hours we found out you could even transmit this asymptomatically. I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> right. but that was that was it. In the last 24 hours, we have learned. We have known that for over a month and a half. We have known that for a very long time. He might have known it because he had just crawled under his bed and said, I don't want to deal with it. Someone someone stop this. And then the day after he said, we're going to lock things down. Maybe we should stay home. Maybe we should take this seriously. He signed an executive order to open the beaches. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you this doing? What happens when some people are running the world and they're idiots? <laughs> and there's a lot more to it. I've talked to people from Georgia that have told me stories about this governor and how he got to be governor and the shenanigans that took place to get him there. And I'm not going to get into the topic that's on the top of my tongue right now. We'll worry about that for another podcast some other day. Uh, yes, <laughs> maybe maybe a post show. But, and I, I didn't mean to really dive into that too far, Stephen. I apologize. No, but no, yeah, no, I mean, no. It, but I think what the the dichotomy of the the um, the uh, the reactions. It was like South Korea and the U.S. I mean, the 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 two two countries just had completely different reactions, and then yeah. you get Pennsylvania and Ohio, who had a completely different reaction than than some of the other states, like uh, Georgia being one of them. And yeah, so it's 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 been interesting to watch. And to be fair, you you people make a lot of comparisons, the U.S. versus X country. And I don't think it's fair uh, because the U.S. is a, a union of states with a federal government, sure. 
But like we don't operate in a way like a country like South Korea operates, you know, or like sure. Thailand operates or any other country with a, a central form of government. We have a central government, but we also have state governments and you, you there's a delicate balance there. I don't know if you guys remember the year 18 in the 1860s. There was some shenanigans with oh, federal government yeah. and state government and an argument ensued and people shot each other. That's we don't. Right. Lots we, of people. We have to walk a tightrope when it comes to federal authority over govern over state authority. And I, sure, sometimes you probably call for more federal authority, but at the same time, you have to you have to consider those moves and when to make them and how to make them. And mm-hmm. many states have been operating just really well uh, in terms of handling this crisis. North Carolina has done a really good job. Um, you know, Washington did a really good job. New York did a really good job. So hopefully these other states come around and they don't become the potential issue in the future as people start moving across state lines again. And and who knows what happens after that. But yeah, fascinating stuff. Because I have one for this. (laughs) Well, you could we could we could hold on to that for a minute and talk about pants uh, instead. Yeah, let's talk about pants. Yeah. You hang on to that for your prediction. So the new the new world we live in, the new normal. So all of the online retailers, all the big, you know, clothing stores, whatever. So Walmart, Gap, you know, uh, uh, Nor- Nordstrom, there we go. Everyone is reporting that there are massive sales for shirts and, and ties and things like that and loungewear, but almost no sales whatsoever for pants. Just, you know, <laughs> general going into the public pants. So... I think what most of us in the remote world have already learned years ago is that you don't need to wear anything from the waist up. It's really that simple. Here I am sitting totally nude from the waist down, <laughs> as oh! is your grandmother, as is everybody else. Wait, there's no reason not to be. Why would I wear pants? So it's interesting, though, seeing that uh, you know it really is becoming a cultural trend now for everybody who has also realized this. Your, your grandmother, your co-workers, your children, whoever they may be, no one's wearing pants anymore. I'm so actually I think that's being kind of... I'm, I'm controlled. No, I'm a hand puppet right now. Uh, actually, Steven's in bed. I'm just a guy hired controlling a hand puppet that looks like him. <laughs> I would believe that. So, uh, Landon, doing a good job. That, that definitely tracks with... Um... With uh, Walmart sales, we talked about Walmart sales last week. Oh yeah, and how the number of tops that they're selling doubles um, compared to the number of bottoms that they're selling has been cut yeah. in half. So yeah, it definitely tracks. Exactly. Yeah. Now we have actual physical proof that nobody is wearing pants anymore. <laughs> and who can blame them? Let's be honest. You know, this is one of the nicer side effects of having a society that is now suddenly in isolation, remote, working from home, whatever you want to call it. You know, we don't need to look professional and I don't think any of us actually do. Yeah. So that's nice. You know, we're all just chilling out. I, I we're think all I'm, in this together. I'm some kind of weirdo because I am getting dressed like I go to work. Now, granted, I work as a software developer at a place where they don't really care if you come to work in shorts and flip-flops. So it, it it's a different for me. I, I always I've always worn pants to work. It's just a thing I've always felt like I should do. And by pants I mean long pants that cover you know my shins and stuff. I wore shirts to work one day and I didn't feel like I really should be there. Uh, and it's not like it's not loud. It just felt wrong to me personally. So I've kind of adopted that at home. I wear t-shirts 
Man, back when we, me and Lando used to work at a place, I wore like a collared shirt every day and khaki pants and it just like nice shoes. Yeah. I'm real glad yeah. I don't do that. I'm at that a was point, a requirement. Yeah, I'm at a point in my career I don't have to do that anymore. And I'm real oh, happy so about nice. it. But some oh, days yeah. you want to dress up. Some days, it's some days you're like, daggone it, if I could just wear a three-piece suit and not look like a weirdo You know what we need here. to do now is dress up Fridays, where everybody just goes and gets yeah. whatever their best clothing is and, you know, looks good. Fancy you Fridays. You suit up, Remote calls or walks down the street, you know? <laughs> you grab yourself a suit and suit up. Here yep. we go, baby. Exactly. C- you got a C- suit. Mitch, uh, <laughs> suit up. <laughs> C. Mitch in the IWW, our, our trivia group. He he had fancy. They had Fancy Friday when we were in the old building, and he would they they a handful That's of really them would cool. dress up really nice on Fridays because they could dress casual every other day. So it's like the reverse. Yep. But anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of dressing fancy and going out and having a drink, Jacob, tell yeah. us about our next story. So, uh, and I got to give 100% credit to Zafo for this one. Zafo, if you're out there listening, thank you so much. Uh, while I was away with Ashley giving birth, he decided he wanted to take on the notes responsibility and send me some notes. And this is one of the stories that he sent me. And, and this actually is causing, this, this affects everybody in the chat and everybody around. Uh, the Brewers Association, um, so home brewers, and not only bre- home brewers, but actual microbreweries, uh, have their own association and they do a survey every year and they sent out a survey recently about the COVID-19's effect on the craft brewing industry. And uh, of these uh, 455 respondents from this survey uh, from all across, uh, basically the majority of the respondents don't think their businesses can survive three months under the current conditions. So if this lasts three months a lot of craft brewers out there that you can find their beers yep. on the they're shelves toast. that were sitting there drinking here on this show, they're going to be toast. And things like the beer I had last week, the Aviator, um, what did I have? It was it was one of the Aviator beers. Maybe it was the, uh, the um, Stout. We may not be able to get that anymore because I, they may not be able to reopen after after being shut down for so long. So um, that's some some definitely panic um type of of news here that if they can't make it three months that we gotta we gotta get a shit together and try to figure this thing out pretty quick yeah yeah for so sure. on the upside i think seattle has a business model that could help sustain that so there are a few places that started popping up in seattle some have been there for a while but a lot of others have started taking this model where there's some sort of limitation where if you brew under a certain amount of beer or sell a certain amount whatever you can basically get away with brewing in a quote-unquote house. So a lot of people have started basically brewing in their basement and opening up part of their house as like a restaurant or a bar or something where people can come in and have beer and just basically like you would have someone's home. It's really weird, but I think that might be a solution to this, the new normal. Granted, we're going to figure out a way to keep people's homes or whatever these little businesses are clean and safe, but... I think that's kind of a new option. Small groups of people going out, smaller businesses, more sustainable, lots of little places. I don't know. So here's another one that happened here in our backyard at Cocoa Booth Amphitheater. Steven, you've been there. Um, but over here in Cary, there's a Cocoa Booth Amphitheater and 11 local breweries set up tents. 
and they did a drive through area where you could drive through and they would give you a reduced price on mm. different beer, whether it's out of a keg or whether it's out of a can. And you could drive up to their little brew through and you can they'll put it in your car and you just hand them the cash and you keep on driving. And so they set up in Cocoa yeah. Booth Amphitheater. And so anybody that wanted to go get craft brew. All they had to do was show up between the hours of like 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. one Saturday, and they could get whatever craft, local craft brew that they wanted um, from from these different distribu- distribution places. So they're finding unique ways model. to continue like their sales. Yeah, the, the, food, the food trucks have done something similar. I've heard of multiple friends yeah. of mine talking about their neighborhood has invited certain food trucks like into the neighborhood, and people are coming out of their houses in droves at lunchtime to order food out of these food trucks. Yeah. And That'd it's like awesome. having a food truck radio on your street, uh, which is kind of amazing that this is happening. But th- what the trucks will do, they'll pull up, they'll put out cones uh, to show like how far apart you need to be from each other, you know, up to a certain point, obviously. And then you just come in, and go get your food out of the food truck and go home. They're turning into the ice cream truck of uh, of the yeah. modern era. 21st and- century ice cream truck. I love it. Yeah, it's it's super cool. It, I think it's it's part. It's just a, a showing how we've adjusted a bit, and and people are starting to think outside the box. How can I keep my business alive if I can't yeah. operate in the same places I always do? They're just freaking people are in neighborhoods. I'm a drive through there. It's I'm a I'm a mobile kitchen. You gotta go where the people are now. You gotta and go, Steven, <laughs> Let's uh, you gotta tell the story about you running through your. Front, front door what are the ones that are glass door or something that like uh spraying right into the glass door whenever you thought you heard the ice cream truck oh yeah wasn't that I, you i don't well no i mean i've i have ran at full tilt outside to catch the ice cream truck before as a grown man uh so, i don't i don't so remember running into anything they're on to something right they're yeah. on to something if you hear the ice cream truck out there i mean stevens will come running oh yeah i'm, I'm hauling off right i'm the, the, I am the road runner baby i am like beep beep get me out of here and uh, i'm like <laughs> i'm the one yelling sam sam do you hear that it's ice cream truck and I, I leave him in the dust i'm out there buddy getting me some ice cream i, I, well, I never grew up with like, one you knock him over <laughs> Pile it over my kid. I got it is one of those things. I don't know where I grew up. I definitely we didn't have ice cream trucks. So if I ever see one, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta go get it. (laughs) Landon lived on like a main highway. There was no ice cream truck. I lived in a neighborhood, but like F West Virginia didn't have ice cream trucks in it. Like we don't get nice things. No, here (laughs) here you do. It's wonderful. Like I gotta get Mm -hmm. that. They'll park at the pool for an hour. uh, In the neighborhood, it's awesome. Uh, but anyway, so we have a we have a moment here. Uh, oh, oh, oh! Weird science, baby. Let's do this thing. Uh, at the expense of breweries everywhere, social distance is actually working. Uh, I'll go ahead and cover this since y'all got the last few. Uh, on Friday, Dr. Deborah Burks, the U.S. Coronavirus Response Coordinator, praised California and Washington State for their social distancing efforts, claiming that they have may already have slowed the spread of the virus and should serve as models for the rest of the nation. Well done, everybody. Uh, we really do appreciate the work of the citizens of California and Washington State because we do see that their curve is different. Their curve is different yeah, is. from New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, and we really believe that the work that every citizen is doing in those states is making a difference. Uh, that's what uh, Burke said at the Daily White House briefing um, when the, in the rare moment she was allowed to use the microphone. Uh, but yeah, we've, <laughs> we've, we've been able to learn over the past little bit that uh, 
that we're we're doing it, man. We're doing it. What the? Imagine that. If a virus doesn't have a host to transfer to, it doesn't transfer. Um, and I think, despite seeing people out a lot, that I think no no single uh, simulation has ever actually shown like a complete stoppage of people moving about. Like most simulations, yeah. you see. Um, with like the balls bouncing around and touching the other people and stuff like that. It's all been like most of it. It's like maybe yeah. three quarters of it has been stopped and the rest of it is just trickling around, but still massively cuts the rate of infection. Um, so we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're making it happen. That signs out here. Yeah. Well, so what I'm, what I'm interested to see over the next couple of weeks is I think, and I, I might've mentioned this last week but we're, we're approaching that period and i think ace cougars is kind of touching on this a little bit in pennsylvania where people are getting worse at the social distance social distancing thing but are we reaching a point where we're like okay i've been in for three weeks or four weeks or five weeks i'm kind of done with this it's not really helping that much i don't really see any signs of improvement i'm gonna go out and do my own thing and start you know non-social distancing or start going out to 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 do the things that you you shouldn't be doing and that you're trying to be prevented from doing. Um, and then all of a sudden this gets worse again. So I think that's, are we at that point? We're think? not, we're not there yet, particularly not the more yet. educated areas. Um, but I could see the rural areas getting restless and I, I don't yeah. mean to, to pick on them, but I mean, my parents live in a rural area and there's apparently like a friggin' potluck at the tractor supply. You know, like they just they just go down there and and I need I need fencing. I've got to do work. I'm gonna go down there, and then none of them, all of them are old cowboys, so they're all like, I ain't never been scared of no disease. I can die with my boots on. You know, like that kind of attitude uh, is really the thing that I'm most concerned about. It's the cavalier attitude. Like right now, people are in a phase where they're like, oh, holy crap, we're having an effect, and I think you'll see that continue for a week and a half, two weeks. People will be in that zone where they're like, yes, we're really having an effect. But after that, they'll be like, we had an effect. I think I'm going to go somewhere since I haven't been anywhere. You know, there's that playground equipment down there that we haven't played on in a while. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and call grandma and send the kid over there because he's been with me six yeah. weeks. He misses his grandma. I'm going to send him over. There. It'll be fine. You know, like we're going to get looser. And I, I don't I don't blame anybody for feeling that way, but I hope we can hold that together and remember that we're we're only doing better because we're doing better. Uh, and yeah. if we let loose that 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 feeling, then we we could end up in a new wave. I'm not saying it would be a peak necessarily, but it, at the very least, a new wave. Yeah, yeah, I and definitely like, think we're going to see at some point people are going to start going back out. Not older people, not unhealthier people, but just other people. And mm -hmm. I think it's eventually just going to start spreading right back up. Yeah, yeah. And like Griffin says, don't forget, Stephen, people are stupid at heart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Unfortunately. It's it's almost like the, the maliciousness is not something I worry about. It's just it's ignorance and being uninformed or being convinced that like like Alabama, the governor of Alabama saying we're not like New York. We're not the same people. We don't have the same infection. We don't have the same practices you know we all go to church we can't get affected to the degree they do that's great so there's a lot of of that kind of stuff going around and i mean yeah. say you don't trust people in the leadership or whatever but people do trust leaders people trust them to be a barometer for the culture uh mm -hmm. to some degree and when when you see that barometer lighten up 
you lighten up. It's it just the people you look at are the people that affect your overall sense of danger. Um, yeah. and, and there are a ton of examples of that all all across the communities. What was the one church that their priest said, or their pastor said, absolutely not. We will be going to church on Sunday yeah. and then yeah. had 60 or 70 people there. And of which uh, he went and hugged each one of them and he had coronavirus and gave it to all of them and several of them died. I mean, it was just an awful, but I mean, yeah. there are stories like that out there. And I, I think if you're in leadership, you really do need to be careful with how you present yourself and your approach uh, because people do look up to you and, and, and follow your lead. Yeah. Yeah. There's the one, but I think that guy ended up getting arrested finally. Yeah. Like he is yeah. one of the ones that kept doing it week after week after week. Like at this point, and this sucks because this is this upcoming weekend is like Christian Super Bowl, you know, and every church in America desperately wants to get together uh, to celebrate Easter. And the yeah, good, you there's, can't. you can't. I mean, ours isn't. Ours was like, no, we're doing it remote. Just invite your friends to join the remote. Uh, the remote service, you know, like here's, here's a whole bunch of times they can join in and, and, you know, do the whole thing and love on people, take them stuff, you know, do what the church is meant to do. And that's supply your neighbors with things they need and be helpful. And, um, and it's been really encouraging to see that message, but not everybody's doing that. Some are going, F it. We're going to church on Easter, baby. I got to wear my nice tie. So, you know, it's pretty, there's a lot of that happening. Yeah. But let's get back to to Mr. Jacob and the FDA here. Oh, that was that was last last week. I gave you guys a uh, decontamination technique from uh, that was released for masks. Because actually, speaking of which, I could talk to you guys a little bit about masks and kind of a follow up. Since I was at the hospital, I got to talk to a whole bunch of nurse practitioners, nurses, uh, doctors, techs, etc., and they're all wearing masks, actively wearing masks, and they don't have extra masks. They're over there drawing things. One of them had like Joker smile on their mask. And, and I mean, the, it's awesome. what they do. That's the only thing they've got. That's the only piece of PPE that they have. And they actually, one of the conversations that, uh, that I had with one lady today, um, she looked at me and she said, Jacob, what I'm hoping happens, what I'm, what I am hoping, hoping happens, <laughs> tug tied over here, um, is that they'll take a new look at how they're actually stockpiling PPE as a corporate entity. And then once they do that, then they'll have enough supplies for potentially the next pandemic. But people have short memories, right? And you know, once they get lax pretty quickly and, you know, a hundred years may go by, will they still have the same inventory and the same remembrance of this and the same mindset? I doubt it, but they're, they are hoping that this does transition to a different way of storing PPE rather than going back and decontaminating masks. I do have a question about the mask and Lando, you might be able to answer this since Chris works at a hospital, but I've seen a lot of people and a friend of mine included uh, 3D printing face shields uh, with like the plexiglass mm-hmm. stuff and the, the the 3D printed headband and whatnot. Are those, those seem to me like they look incredibly homemade uh, and I don't, do they work for, for the hospitals? Like are they, are the, all those accepted by hospitals or is some of that just us trying to do our best to help and not realizing that 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 is not the mechanism that's needed or you know like i see a lot of this homemade stuff and i I wonder i mean the the, some of the face masks are needed by people working in certain situations Mm -hmm. like if chris were to go into a patient's room and have to give them any medication by their bedside 
Well, nowadays they get basically full body suits, which is great. But yes, you will still need to protect your face and eyes from droplets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So to some extent, yes. But people do have to be careful, basically, the quality and how they print things. That's the biggest issue. There's no quality control. Who knows what the hell is being printed by who with what materials that will hold up to which circumstances. So kind of, sort of. But you can guarantee those 3D printed ones, they're getting used once and trashed. Appropriately so. They're not made for that level of reuse yeah and you're you're not going to use a pla mask here when most most of these are looking at tight cellulose type membranes that are stacked to be able to get the kind of of um of filtration that is needed for one of these either surgical masks or in 95 so in my opinion they won't actually work as effectively as some of these n95s or surgical masks they'll work in a pinch it's like these homemade cloth masks yeah I mean, I'm glad that a lot of the churches and and a lot of people that know how to sew are getting together and making these for their towns. Um, And it does help. It helps prevent not only you from spreading expectorant, but it also helps you from inhaling expectorant, especially the large particles. Uh, But what it's not helping you for is is that really deep, refined, um, small-sized particle. Um, and and you still may be able to get it. That's why the N95s are so popular right now is because that chance of you getting it wearing an N95 is almost negligible. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's why I'm very Worth grateful my uh, my kind brother-in-law brought me an N95 the other day that I've been wearing to the grocery <laughs> store desperately trying to breathe while I shop it's for cornflakes. Oh, my God. But the next... So the that's next cool thing so about well, though, where our society right. is going, N95, now that's a status symbol, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a mask. Oh, what? It's not an N95. Get this shit out of here. <laughs> you, you plebeian. You've got yeah. one of those surgical masks. Go die with the rest of the poor people like you. Where's <laughs> your N95? That, that's what you're... All your school children now are going to be doing <laughs> bullying right. the people that can't properly filtrate the air. It's horrible. Oh, I see. You don't have it in '95. Uh, your parents no, poor, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that's God. so awful. We're sitting here laughing, but that's the. <laughs> no, but seriously. So, but this again. So this, in my opinion, is very thing is the core idea of this show. This is the new world we're going to live in. It's the little things that we're just going to be like, oh, come on, people. <laughs> Quit being dicks. Racism will be gone, but there'll be this classist system set up based on your protective gear. <laughs> I mean, that is entirely possible. And you know what? To some extent, I almost welcome it. You know, I am so done with the traditional methods that we can use to exclude, you know, whatever, exclude humans from other things. Let's get down to the biological level. Like, yeah, oh, you can't properly filtrate your air. Ha <laughs> ha, sucker. Look at me. And my, whatever. Corvette makes this mask. Like, well, whatever the equipment, you know, Tesla. I've got a Tesla mask. This is my life now. I'm going to go find the most top tier in 95 mask vendor. And start a new craze. I have got the Cadillac of N95s <laughs> over here, baby. We're gonna call, you know what? I'm going to call it an M. M is in Mancy. M95. <laughs> it's going to one-up the N. Oh, you got an N. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, just an M95. Yeah. <laughs> I got an M96, baby. Let's do this. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, M96. gosh. Oh, this is amazing. <laughs> Next, you're going to see rappers with, like, gold-plated N95s. <laughs> So mumble rappers, they are ahead of the curve here. I think about it. So these assholes have been out here just 
speaking unintelligibly for years. Like they've got a mask over their faces. They have known. If you want to get into a conspiracy theory, that's what it is. Mumble rappers. They've been ready and waiting. Nothing for them is going to change in their world. They can still do drugs and they'll need them now more than ever. Xanaxes, are you kidding me? They're going to need them. So now they can just, you know, they're good. Business as usual. This is what we want to see in this world. I'm so thankful we live in a capitalist society. I'm I'm not joking. This makes my day. These little things that I get to think about like this, this is what keeps me up at night. How can I have a mask that's better than someone else? How can I exclude my friends and family from this new cool world that I live in? Oh, Oh, gosh, I can't breathe. I just want to say, for one thing, I welcome all of these new changes. I will survive. Yes. No, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe my N95 mask, maybe someone poked holes in it before they sent it to me. I don't know. <laughs> maybe right, it's karma. <laughs> oh, you're right. My, mine doesn't have holes oh, in it. Oh, gosh. That's the next big like heist movie is people. We've got a bunch of terrorists trying to procure all the N95s, poke holes They're in them before, our masks. before they get <laughs> yeah. to the people in the walled garden. Oh, gosh. This is amazing. Thank you for that. Starring I, Ben Affleck. <laughs> it takes place I'd in South that, Boston. You know. Yeah, if I'd it could do that. possibly beat real world, I would watch it. <laughs> That's why I'm so excited, I think. Uh, we have the best drama happening right now. No book, no TV show, no nothing could ever come no, close to this. We We're living this. at peak society, folks. <laughs> we're doing it. Well, let's get on to some DIY and what we're doing. Lando, you wrote most of this, I think. Let's get let's get into the questions here. So yeah. Good segue. Chris, my wife Chris, just started making our, excuse me, us some homemade masks. Uh, she, her first pattern was some, uh, basically a little chicken pattern. It was like a little chicken coop, a couple of little chickens. She made a little cool mask out of it. So I started thinking, okay, if I'm going to start wearing some sort of mask, and I, out here, I think as of the next day or two, every, everybody's going to start wearing masks. That's the new West Coast. Everyone's going to be wearing masks. So again, you know, similar to what I was just talking about, where you know this is a new world we live in, it's going to be very mask centric. How do I get the best mask? So first off, I started thinking, okay, what kind of mask do I want? Chris went and got this, you know, couple little pieces of cloth, made a simple little mask. Hey, that's cool. And I just started looking around. I was like, okay, so I've got this old Master Chief helmet. For those of you that haven't played video games, Halo, <laughs> it's a full military helmet. It's plastic, of course, but I could modify it. Put a nice mask inside, you know, get some, get something really cool here. Or, you know, do I want to use like a little, you know, like a, if you're in, uh, into any winter sports, skiing or snowboarding, whatever, if you're out and about, you have those little like formed to your face masks. They're really cool. Something like that could be modded. Pretty awesome. You know, I just think there's a whole lot of potential here for people now to be like, okay, I got to wear a mask. So I'm going to wear a cool mask. I'm going to wear something unique. Or something specialized, or I know something steampunk. I don't know. Like no, this opens up go. a whole world of options. Maybe you've already seen some people walking around in, in full scuba setups. You know, hey, that works too, right? How far are people going to go with this? And what are going to be the new trends? What are going to be the new fashion staples? You know, masks are in. You know, I would saw so a that's picture really today. I kind of. I saw a picture today of a guy who was an effects artist, like a special effects makeup artist. I, I tried to find the picture just now. I can't find it. But he made a mask that looked like his face, 
and it was almost seamless to his <laughs> nose, but he had yeah. a giant filter, like a gas mask filter, like in the mouth. So it looked like his mouth was like this massive hole that he was holding this filter in. And it was the most disturbing <laughs> looking thing I've ever seen. But I was like, that is brilliant. So yeah, like, that sort of thing. Yeah, it looked like a gas mask, like a hole. You're just like, ah, just unnaturally wanna... large. Steven, I want a Bane mask. Oh, oh yeah, yes. Bane would be good. Uh, Hannibal Lecter. Boba Fett mask. Boba Fett. Mandalorian helmet, you know? Yeah, 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 that would be really good. Darth Vader helmet with a mask built in and the breathing sounds. That would be pretty great. Hey, yes, yes. Oh, man. See, there we go. Yeah. See, now, and that's where, so Darth Vader plus scuba, you know, something like that. <laughs> yes. That would be so cool. Yeah, I would be down for that. Uh, like the Invisible yep. Man, like you get yourself like a Rorschach mask or something. That would be awesome. Like, so the ink yes. was moving everywhere. It's like, I'm actually protecting myself. <laughs> Griffin still wants the Plague Doctor Daft mask. Punk, like those Daft yes! Punk helmets. Something yeah. like that, but but put in like an LED fabric. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, dead mouse. Big old mouse head. There you go. There we go. Filter. Yeah. That would be pretty great. No, I love this plan. So, which also leads me to a point. Maybe we're all just, maybe it's just going to be Halloween 24-7 from now on. Or, you know, maybe things like, I don't know, hoods and capes. Like, you, you put on your cape, yes. you put on a big, thick hood over it, you put on your mask, like, you get multiple layers over you. Maybe, like, you think of, you know, futuristic, some guy walking through some uh, sci-fi desert planet, like, where it looks like he's trying to just survive on all he can get. <laughs> that sort of thing. Like, this is yeah. our new world. It's like, We uh... need to take advantage of every, you know, a, a unique sort of mask and filtration system for every environment every region on the world yeah man uh i saw somebody somebody in uh, a group i'm part of sent a picture of a dude it was like a fallout 4 looking you know apocalypse guy just like honey i'm going to the grocery store need anything and it was like yeah. a like road warrior looking gear you know and a giant gas mask i mean hey that's that's where we're honestly at i'm so ready i was yeah. already thinking how can i take like, if I'm going to look back to my childhood, whatever, you know, Star Wars. Like, I'll yeah. take a that Mandalorian outfit, armor, whatever, and yeah. just make some slight modifications, slip a little mask in there, and, and a little voice modulator. Before you know it, I'm walking around. I'm the coolest asshole in this part of Washington <laughs> by far. And that's really what I think is going to be cool. I want to see, again, I want to see how people try to stand out in this new world of everyone's wearing a mask or whatever. What's their take on it? Yeah. What new companies may pop up? Who knows? Dun, I like dun, that. The Gucci mask. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. You're, it probably already has. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so this next question you had, I thought that was pretty good. With death count supposedly peaking this week, it's never been a better time to get a disaster preparation kit. Beyond the every, obvious things, what do you realize you need? Jacob, your bug out box. Uh, anything mm -hmm. in there you wish you had now that there's a real uh, event occurring? Um, no, actually. I mean, if I truly wanted to, uh, to beef up my bug out box, I definitely would. But you know, if, if you have a, I've got a little bitty box that I have, if I need to leave, essentially, if I, if I don't feel safe in my home anywhere or anymore, and I need to throw it in the bed of my truck and get rolling, it's enough supplies for about a three to four day window. Yeah, uh, just pretty much to get me to another enough place. to get to here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I've got, uh, I've got a couple of canisters of gas, some propane, um, some burners, uh, some canned food. I've got some uh, water. Um, I've got a life straw. 
I've got um, just a, a couple of different, some lights, etc. So uh, I've got some hand warmers. I mean, I got a lot of different things in there and there's quite a few other things that, that uh, I won't get into, but that's <laughs> my own thing for a bug out kit. Uh, but here in the house, I mean, yeah, I, I realized that I definitely don't have enough to, to not go out on a either weekly basis or a monthly basis. Um, so that would be the only thing that I think I would beef up on my end is, is the non-perishable food items that I just don't store because I've always wanted to live a little bit less. I mean, I didn't need everything or I didn't need to stockpile everything, but now I actually starting to think more about, you know, I should have, should have probably had a little bit more on hand. Um, so it didn't have to go out. Yeah, that makes sense. Like around here, I, I think I've always been a, a minimalist. Like I'll I'll keep uh, that's not like a total minimalist when it comes to pantry <laughs> minimalist. Right. Like I have a bunch of crap. I have a Superman cape. That's not minimalist, but it brings me joy. <laughs> so screw you guys. Uh, but like pantry level stuff, I, I don't need to buy four boxes of pancake mix. I'll use one box. And then when I'm out of that, I'll get another box. And there's a yep. few items that have come up that I realize that's not, yeah, like flour. Lando, I went to pick up flour today, two things of flour, yeah. and this, the sign on the shelf said uh, unable or disc, what was it? Unable to acquire from manufacturer. Like it wasn't that's a problem. only take one or, you know, these are on their way. or like, like, It's like we can't get more right now. Sorry. And I'm like, holy crap. And, you know, because that's how you make bread, you guys. You use all-purpose flour to make bread, uh, which is what my father-in-law wanted to do, and he can't because there was no flour. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a bummer. That's been keeping him occupied. He's been making all kinds of bread. Can't, he's got yeast, no bread. Uh, so mm -hmm. that's definitely popped up as a thing that I should have had. I should I should keep in mind moving forward. Keeping a little bit of extra toilet paper is not a bad thing. Keeping a little bit of extra flour is not a bad thing. Um, but, you know, everything else, man, the grocery store stocked. I'm not worried about most. Um, but, yeah, so let's get on with our crystal ball, you guys. Let's talk about what's going on with our lives and how they've changed. Because Jacob is yawned about 17 times because he is a new yeah, dad. Yeah. And we need Time to get to wrap him. It up. We need to get him out of here. So let's let's do this thing. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. I'm getting honeydew list items done. That's how my life's changed. It's been a positive experience for me. Um, I've, I've been enjoying doing this extra podcast with you guys. This has been a, uh, a wonderful thing to, to do. Uh, and I'm, man, I'm, I, I don't have any advanced predictions so much other than I think you're probably going to see a lot more work from home policies in effect, uh, moving forward that are, are more allowed than they previously were. And management who was against them will be pushed to be more open to them. Uh, I think we're going to see some of that. Jacob? Yeah, very cool. How has my life changed? Man, I, I had a baby this week. My life is completely on, <laughs> yeah. on, you're, you're, uh, you're on cheating. its this week. Yeah, I, I get to cheat on this one. Um, but it, it, it definitely made me start thinking about uh, bringing a child into this world right now as it currently is. And, and it's, it's definitely uh, it's, the changes be in the world are, uh, are uh, an interesting dynamic um, right now with a child coming into play. And so it's, it's definitely changed my perspective on a couple of things. And I don't know how it's going to change in the future. Obviously my life is changing today and daily and every day from here on. Um, but relative to this virus, uh, yeah, I'm already living in a new normal. So this virus is going to just add to that new normal. And 
as far as my predictions are concerned, I, I I'm going to stay pretty positive on this one, man. Um, I got to tell you, I'm I'm really encouraged by what I'm seeing just around and about and talking to people. And when I was at the hospital, I saw some of the coolest things and talked to some of the coolest people. And, uh, you know, they're still staying unbelievably positive and they're still battling on the front lines and they're being asked to do things that they haven't done in years. I mean, they're rotating nurses now from different departments into the front lines just to be able to help out. And so people that haven't done uh, emergency medicine are now actually backing up other people in emergency medicine and just rotating around just so that they can have coverage because some people are going out sick. So I'm watching some really cool things and they all have a great attitude about it and they all have a just a unique perspective. And it's something that I'm really encouraged by. So my prediction is I think we're going to come out of this really strong um, just from a, a humanistic perspective. Um, and I'm really excited about how people's mentalities change and really really go more toward helping people out as opposed to tearing them down, which I felt like we were, we were starting to border and creep on a little bit too far on that edge. And so I, I'm, I'm really positive right now just because of what I've seen. Awesome. Lando, where, what, what about you? So I think we kind of covered the bases. Everything for me is pretty good right now. Thankfully the hospital that Chris works at has not gotten inundated. None of the hospitals around here where they have, it's going to be busy and hectic and chaotic quite a bit. And it was interesting, Jacob, you just mentioned that a lot of critically care trained, excuse me, a lot of people who are not critically care trained now suddenly have to be. And it's interesting because Chris has been talking about having a fear of losing her job just because, you know, she is technically a part-time pharmacist, but she is ICU and critically care trained. And I'm just like, oh my God, like you are now suddenly the most in-demand skill set. Mm -hmm in the world it's like you you we, we may see changes sure but if anything she's going to be trying to teach and train other people to do those sorts of things i, I don't know that's what i see at least yeah outside I, of a respiratory therapist you're yeah she's in she's in a great oh my god place. yeah <laughs> anybody with any sort of even ancillary knowledge and education about these things now are suddenly the most important people in the world which which i which is great i mean don't get me wrong but I don't know, we'll see how long that lasts, whether society returns quickly to normal or whether all of a sudden we start valuing people with knowledge and experience and educations and whatnot. Anyway, right. on to my predictions. That's kind of where that segues into, because at least out here, I see so much news about. And I honestly don't even have to mention who this group of people is. There's one group of people in the world who just aren't really playing by the rules. And I have a feeling that this group of people going forward is going to become far worse than they are now, the new social pariahs of the 21st century, wherein you don't want to be around anybody who goes to church or, you know, is around groups of people who are willingly and voluntarily congregating and not abiding by the rules, really. So out here, at least, I've seen th there's a lot of crackdowns where people are just like, please, doesn't matter who you are, just stop going out and doing things. And one group of people is not. So what my fear is, is that going forward, that's just really going to accelerate the divide between that group of people and the rest of the world. So I don't know. I see on one side, things could return back to normal pretty quickly out here. You know, we have that we have a real chance out here. We could probably flip the switch in a month or so and kind of get back to normal. 
but I don't think that's going to happen. And I worry that that is going to be the reason why society just kind of slowly gets back to rebuilding the economy and that sort of thing. I don't know. I Maybe I'm thinking too deeply, but out here it seems like that divide has now become apparent. You know, we're into a solid month of isolation and the only people still out and doing things are people going to church. And I just, that that has to stop. And already yeah. I'm starting to see signs that people are just getting really upset with that out here. Yeah, so, it's, it's I don't know. worrisome. We'll see. That is that is worrisome. But my, my hope is that, yeah, that that we get through Humble's it and and that it doesn't create a social stigma over the entire society. You you can you can yeah. look at it and go like that guy keeps making people come in or that dude is is telling people it's fine and and yeah, you know, but it's no different than snake handling churches, I don't think. You know, you've always got these outliers that's like, that's a bad idea what you're doing, and it could endanger the lives of multiple people around you. Um this time, know. just in a slightly bigger way. I don't know. Yeah, I see yeah. a lot of Asian countries now are, eh, we're not going to really be doing business much with the U.S. for the next few years. Yeah. Mainly because yeah. they're worried that people are just going to cause the flare up to cycle again. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Like I said, different perspective out here. I hope that trend does not continue. Yeah, we will see, and you will know about it uh, because staring at goats is sticking around. I'm going to do a few more shows as long as uh, as long as we feel like we've got stuff to talk about, and there seems to be no shortage of that. Uh, if you're interested in sending us questions, comments, ideas, thoughts, I saw a lot of questions in the chat tonight. That was great. I think that might yeah, be something valuable awesome. we can work with in the future. So oh, the yeah, questions are. To. Questions are wonderful. So send those to uh, staringatgoatspodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to read them, answer them on the show. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, you can do that at, at staring underscore goats uh, to tweet whatever you want. If you've got questions for us, that's a decent way to do it as well. Um, we always want to hear about questions surrounding the science about things, the vaccines, the pills, the treatments, the whatever. Uh, Landon's got good hospital skills. Jacob's got excellent science uh, science lines of information that he goes to. I'm a podcaster. We can get all this done together um, and, we'll, and get, present it we to you in a, it out. a very solid way. If you've downloaded Don't the show. Don't worry, everybody. I podcast. <laughs> right. Don't worry. I've got this. Uh, but if you want to download the, or if you have downloaded the show from any of the uh, the podcast services, they have a rating system. Consider going in there, throwing a review on it, giving us five stars or or less. But please give us five because you know you had fun. Uh, and always tip us. Uh, tip is a good way to help us out uh, by keeping everything running and helping us pay for the things we need to do the show. Uh, TwoDorks.net slash tip is where you can do that. And you guys stay safe out there. Uh, take care of your neighbors. Take care of your friends. And we'll see you next time uh, here on, on Staring at Goats. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs>